Hello, it's Richard Herring here. Welcome to my podcast feed, powered by ACAS Plus. And my stand-up tour is about to begin. Can I have my ball back? First stand-up tour in six years. Many of you just know me from the podcast. Don't know, I've done 14 or 15 stand-up tours in my own right. I'm a brilliant stand-up comedian. And can I have my ball back? I think it's my best show ever. That's what the audiences are saying. It's about testicular cancer, but it's funny because testicles are funny, even though cancer isn't. Uh, I'm really pleased with it. I'd love you to come and see it. Bring your friends. Some of the shows selling really well. Some of them selling really badly. It's a traditional Richard Herring tour. But here's where I'm going to be. 2nd of May, Thursday at the Luton Hat Factory. It's a small venue, but there are still tickets left. 3rd of May, I'm at the Berry Hedge End, which is near Southampton. That's looking more full, but still some availability. 8th of May, I'm at the Leicester Square Theatre. There's about 10 tickets left for that one, though I am back at the Leicester Square Theatre in June. And then I'm at St Albans on the 9th, Gloucester on the 10th. Chorley Little Theatre on the 11th, that's sold out, but you can join the waiting list. And then the 12th of May, I'm at Glasgow, afternoon show sold out. Evening show, extra show, put on, still with tickets. And then there's lots more. Go to richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs. And now enjoy whatever podcast I've given you. It's free. It's all for you. If you want to pay me back, buy a book, come and see a show. That's all I've got to say to you. Love you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's been suspended by the BBC for 24 years. Imagine what he must have done. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello, thank you very much. Welcome, thank you very much. Uh, they let me do gone fishing, but said it had to be semi-castrated <laughs> as a punishment before they'd let me on. Uh, welcome to uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I was talking to Michael Rod from... Uh, the... <laughs> that's, uh, that's sort of the men from the boys. <laughs> uh, from on, the sc- on the set of Screen Test, remember Screen Test? <laughs> Mate, no, you're too young. Rod by name, Rod by nature, that's what they used to say about... He's the one 1970s children's TV presenter who was a good guy. He's the only one. He calls it Rallastabus. I don't know if that's going to catch on. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, look, uh, it's great to be here. Look, I was... Um, my wife didn't want me to do this routine, but it doesn't matter. Uh, she doesn't listen. She won't listen to this one. Uh, <laughs> I was perusing uh, the popular website Pornhub uh, this week. 
Because I'm writing a book about someone who uses pornography, and that was research for that. <laughs> be out, it will be out soon, but probably. Just don't, don't wait for it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it would be understandable if I did have to use porn, not because I've got aphantasia, I'm unable to form mental images, so you know, I need all the help I can get at my age, but I don't use it. Um, I noticed at the top of Pornhub there's a little uh, search box. You can, put, uh, you can search what you're particularly looking for in there. Uh, and it also had, the, I've never seen this before, it had the trending, top trending searches on Pornhub for that, that day. And the top search per term on Pornhub, at least on the day I looked, was porn videos. Which... <laughs> 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 Which I kind of like, it's like people had managed to get to the site and then were so bamboozled. <laughs> well, not even any spe- specific. It's like going to Amazon and going, uh, I'm looking for th- stuff to buy. Is there? It's like going on Google and saying, Can you tell me about every website there is? Give it a little bit of specificity. That's what you've got to do. You're going to need some parameters. Uh, and that's not one person, that's the most searched term. Um, I reckon they had some of them. Occasionally on Pornhub, I've heard there are things that aren't porn videos. So it just weeds those out there sometimes. <laughs> just a little clip of telly or something. I don't want those getting in the way. <laughs> Spoiling my enjoyment. Anyway, I enjoyed that. Uh, I enjoyed... That was some of the most enjoyable thing that happened to me on Pornhub. I didn't masturbate. The book's coming out. Don't worry, it'll be the book about that guy. Coming out. Uh, just to remind you, Rolester, that's what it's called, is going on tour all around the UK and the European Union, Dublin. Um, uh, go to richchain.com slash if you want to find out about that. The name's being added all the time. It's very exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please do come along if you uh, don't live in London and want to see it. And if you do live in London, you, you can come and see the show if you want. There's 20 million people here. I only need 400 of you. Uh, anyway, let's crack on. Uh, my guest this week is probably best known for playing Ray in Cheese by Mouth. That's why we're here. <laughs> we'll talk about that for an hour. Will you please welcome the wonderful Alistair Green, ladies and gentlemen. It's Alistair Green. <laughs> Cheese by Mouth. There he is. Cheese by Mouth. Ray. Like six. Ray. Ray from Cheese by Mouth. Remember being Ray in Cheese by Mouth? I, I do. That's one of my own videos. Is it? <laughs> from quite a while ago. I mean, years and years ago, yeah. yeah. It's not an official... Uh, it's, of... it's on your IMDb pages. I put yeah. it on there, did I? <laughs> <laughs> what would you have chosen as your credit? Did you, did you think of anything? I can't think... There's a couple of obscure ones. Yeah. I once did um, an alien in uh, a BBC children's thing for Rachel Stubbings. Oh, yes. Uh, who, who you'll know, who's I a do. very sort of successful director now, but... Um, I had to be an alien and wear lots of silver makeup, and I got an allergic reaction to it. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. Um, but check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Is that an IMDb? Did I miss that one? Yeah. Um, look, you, we, you did the podcast during lockdown. Uh, you were saying backstage that with the thing we talked about was how crazy people were becoming at that point. It was about, I think it was 2020, probably. We talked. I tell you when it was. It was December 2020. I had a moustache because I'd just done Movember because I like to raise money for the disadvantaged. But I was like one month away from finding out that I had testicular cancer. So I'd grown that moustache for myself. It, was, it worked out really well. Right. Raised 15 grand, straight in the back pocket. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so that's when it was, December 2020. Uh, and we sort of, we'd noted the rise of 
Madness. Not the pop band. They'd already done pretty well. Yeah, I think it was... I mean, it was at the time in lockdown where... I mean, everyone went a bit mental, obviously, but there was a lot of protests in Trafalgar Square and stuff like that. And I was... I mean, we were saying just now how... It's sort of worse now. It's sort of yeah. worse. There's more mad people. There's way more Nazis. There was only a few. Now there's a whole new yeah. movement. And everyone's kind of got their own little mad thing going on now. Yeah. You know, they're all part of their you know, little insane tribe. But I think that was the kind of inception of that was, was lockdown. Yeah. Or it generated a lot of that where conspiracy theorists used to be quite a fringe you know, idea now. I would say it's mainstream. You know, I would say it's probably the most popular, you know, <laughs> you know political, uh, you know, thing that people Is that good now. for you? I mean, you know... You, it's they, great for me. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, what, that's fine. That's all I, I care about. I mean, people about. forget that. Yeah. You know? People look at the negatives <laughs> of Nazis <laughs> and it's given me a lot of content. Yeah. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a kind of weird weekend we've just uh, been through uh, of speculation about mm. TV, mm. which we won't talk about too much. But the madness of... And then, like, just as we're about to start doing this, the possibility... And people who are listening to this in the future will probably know what's happened and which way it's, which way it's fallen. My theory is, and this is what I'm planning to do, I'm going to find a 17-year-old, say, say to them, look, I've got an idea, I'm going to give you £35,000, just leave the bank accounts lying around for your mum and dad to find. I mean, find. it's already flawless. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll let them go to the papers... And then, when we sue them, we'll split the 10 million between the two of us. Mm. That's my plan. That's a plot that I've just come up with of my own idea. <laughs> Might have to cut that, do you think, Ben? I don't know. It's not, I think it's fine. <laughs> what are we saying? Uh, it's, been about, it's been, you know, but they're seeing that, that whole thing play out on right. Twitter and all the theories and all the kind of shit, people so sure about, right. you know, who it was. And right. there was uh, 10 or 15 people that they were sure about. And they're, de- they're delighted about it. <laughs> They want it to be true. Yeah. Like we were saying back to you, I, say, I saw one tweet that this woman said, praying it's Lineker. <laughs> she wants the kid to be abused <laughs> so that her opinions can be validated. Praying. Payback time. It's amazing. I spend hours clicking on those profiles. Do you know what I mean? Where you click on them... And it's something, like, her name's something like Belinda7182. Yeah. You, I mean, it's, and her profile picture is a dog, you know. I like the ones when it's a man and uh, he's always got two kids and he's saying something vile. He's like, <laughs> you slut. And then you click on his, his little profile, he's got his kids like that. <laughs> he's got a football shirt on. Or the best ones where their avatar is a car. That's never good. Those people are never, never good. It's just a car. No explanation. <laughs> one up from that is a motorbike. You know, like those super bikes. You know, one of them where they like the old yeah. Barry Sheen ones. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but it's but you you are getting sort of endless material. I've been looking at your. You know, you you. It's it's not going to stop, is it? You get, there's there's new stuff all the time. What I like about your stuff is there's a mixture of those people that we all recognise and and extreme people, and some of them are quite dramatic, as I'm sure. People are aware that Alistair sort of has done these amazing videos that are quite minimalist videos, which are characters, but some of them are funny, some of them are sort of tragic. Uh, but the recent, they're just, you know, like you've, wh- how much of it, I mean, I know a lot of it is you observing other people, but are, is, is any of it you observing yourself? Because there's the, the tasting menu one 
that you've done recently. Yeah, that 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 was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that was me. Someone took me to a you know a posh restaurant, a, you know a tasting menu, and it cost about hundred quid. Yeah, and I thought this is this is too expensive. You know, it was too, and it was just a lot of very obvious jokes you can do like. You know, I can't remember what I do in the video now, but every dish is tiny. Yeah. It's like, it's over in three seconds. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's delicious. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> like the panic when you look down the menu and you go, we're on dish eight and I'm starving. <laughs> you, I'm going to curry on the way home. All yeah. that, you know. But I like the way at the start that you're kind of justifying, going, actually, no, this is better. Right. Than, this is better. If this that is three deliveries, you know, yeah, that, right. that's exactly. And then also the guy, again, you're doing this thing where you don't hear the other person's things, just you. The, the waiter explains the dish for you and you go, mm, yeah, and they go, D- I didn't hear a word yeah. he said, which is just exactly my... And, and it goes on that. too long. It goes, this is on a bed of something you can just... <laughs> it's way too long. And it's something like a slice of mushroom. You know. It's always on a nest of something. There's some straw. And there's always one you don't know whether you're meant to eat it. Yeah. It's like a pebble. You go, are you meant to eat that? It's like a really nervous, are you meant to eat that? I don't know. It's like a really tense meal. I don't know. Yes, you are. You can't leave it. Yeah. But it's a great, way, it's a great way to just do observational comedy. And not many people would like, you know, if you were doing a TV show and you pitch that product, someone would go, oh, no, you know, no, most people won't have been having taste. Oh, well, that has happened, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but, that's, but the weirdness of it is what's, you know, I've not seen anyone do that specific idea, and it's a great way of just doing a quick observational thing and bang, you've, and then that's done. Now, that, yeah. one's, that one's gone. It's, well, I think the, the old way, before, before I first sort of uh, discovered a way of doing it on my phone, was, you know, if you film anything, as you know, it, it takes forever. You know, if you film a short sketch you've got an idea for a sketch or whatever, you've got to get a cameraman, you've got to get a sound record, blah, 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 blah. It just takes too long, yeah. you know, and too many people involved. Whereas it's probably funnier if you just do it on a phone as well. You know, I think it's probably funnier. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Your whole audience going, no, I don't think so. No, I, but I, sort of do think, I know you've done longer, I know you've done longer things and you've put them together and made longer things, but I would rather see a film on made on an iPhone that was very funny or had a, you know had an interesting chat in it than a massive film with things right. blowing up and Tom Cruise flying off a cliff right you know on a motorbike i mean that's it's good but it's yeah. it's just like some stuff happening better it? than tom cruise you're better than tom cruise <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's better than him going on that motorcycle yeah the thing he's yeah. done that motorcycle I've watched that thing. You know the bit I'm talking about. He's... When he's on the motorbike. Yeah. I'll tell you the worst thing about Tom Cruise. That motorbike is his avatar on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, does, he goes, you see him going on the wooden thing and he goes yeah. over. Yeah. Then when you see the actual film, he's, cycl- he's uh, cycling on a cliff with all vegetation and stuff. So it's all green screened on. He didn't need to do it at all. No. He could have done the whole thing. No. <laughs> like with a screen behind him like they used to do on sitcoms. Just yeah. The stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Benny Hill, yeah. <laughs> so I would rather see, I'd rather see you doing that in your living room. Yeah. Then yeah. and no, it hasn't cost anything. Yeah. Rather than thinking, oh, we got to ten million people have got to see this to pay for this stunt. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I, you don't get many. The nowadays, I mean, I'm not. I don't. I I've never actually watched any Mission Impossible, so I don't know. But. Uh, it's probably brilliant. But, you know, nowadays, most films, you know, a style over content, I would say. You don't get many, you know, things that you think, this is really funny, or this is just some great dialogue. It's a load of stupid stuff happening, people running after each other. Yeah, I think very, very few... I mean, if you're talking about comedy films, very few comedy films are funny. Very few. <laughs> I mean, very few. 
Yeah. I mean, people can name the, like, half a dozen there is, you know, Life of Brian with No and I, whatever, you know. Very few, most of them are very broad and very, you know, shit. Yes. (laughs) I mean, they're terrible. So, you know, but you you could make a feature film in that way and it would cost literally... I mean, zero pounds, wouldn't it, really? Now you've got the phone the, the, yeah, I'm, and I'm the wig. I'm value my time. You've got, that. You've got, <laughs> you've got four, four, four wigs. You've already yeah. bought, paid them. The iPhone, you've already yeah. bought them. You don't, you don't need anything. No, I you don't have think a, so. I put lunch in for you. could do it in a morning, I reckon. Yeah. You do 90 minutes in a morning. That's, that, that's the, how many minutes are in the morning? Loads, 60 times yeah. 12. Yeah. That's, uh, well, 60 times 12. You were good backstage on the mat. That's <laughs> 60 times 12. Come on. Yeah. No, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad you oh, no, a lot of has gone into it. 600 and... plus 12, uh, it's uh, 612 minutes. 720 minutes. <laughs> I've got two A-level maths. Mm. I got my maths question back. <laughs> you did, you were good. Yeah. Um, so 90 minutes out of 720, how much is that? What's that in percentage terms? Hardly anything. Imagine this Zero is the rest percent. of the show. Just working out maths. So what I'm saying, I'd throw in lunch for you, but that'd be it. I'd, get, I'd buy a, I'd buy a tasted menu. Yeah, lunch. Yeah, it's hundred quid. I don't and know what you're talking budget. about. <laughs> I'm saying you could make a film really easily. And I it could. would be better than most films. Yeah, I mean, um, well, yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good. We've sorted it. What was what was the thing? Well, you, I'm not going to argue that. You point. Just <laughs> well, you've just been touring like uh, a, a, an extended yeah. version again. This is you've done this a few times, but you did you got the Prince Charles Cinema next uh-huh. door and and put together like the first year's worth of uh-huh. stuff. Is it was the was the second tour a bit more? Was it the same thing? Was well, the, it, it yeah. More? So so originally I was just making the videos online, and then someone suggested uh, or a promoter suggested, why don't you make it into a film? Um, yeah, so it did happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I did, yeah. And, I, and I, at that point, I thought, well, no one's going to come and see this, and I was, I was sort of slightly apprehensive. But um, we put it on the Prince Charles, and then it sold out very quickly. And then I did a few of them. And then it was lockdown. So I think we only managed one more in lockdown when you were sort of allowed in those vague sort of rules where you, you had to leave three seats yes. spare, yeah. sort of like tonight. <laughs> 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 We're very strict about the rules. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to keep that going, I think. Yeah. I admire that about you. Yeah. Um, you know, you get people like Mickey Flanagan, they flout that, you know. No respect. Um, yeah, so I did a few more of them. And then the most recent one was, it was sort of... I sort of had an idea that it was a film, but it was just slightly shorter, and I sort of did some talking at the beginning, and then a sort of Q&A thing at the end, which was not really a Q&A. It was just me having a go at the audience, and, you know, <laughs> they would ask me questions, and I'll get angry that they're not treating me with, you know, the right respect. <laughs> yeah. um, again, like tonight. Yeah. You know, it's, so, yeah, so, so it was slightly different. There's a mixture of sort of new ones and then some of the ones that are, that are my favourite ones. So, yeah, that was it, really. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's, it's, it's an amazing thing that those, those videos that you were just shooting, I mean, just for, I mean, certainly when it started, you couldn't have really envisaged that happening. No, really. Not really, but... Not, not really, no, but I've sort of very quickly... I sort of very quickly realised how, how I wanted to do them or, or the, way to, the way to write for short form very quickly. I don't mean that in a way like to go viral, which I think is something different, which yeah. is also very easy, but it's shit. 
you know, most... I mean, one interesting thing about online comedy is, and, and podcasts is, is how quickly they got bad from their inception, which was everyone going, this is amazing, this is, you know, punk, this is DIY ethic, you can do it yourself and make this amazing thing. Very quickly, it got very bland. Yeah. If you look at the top podcast charts, I mean, it's just the blandest thing, it, you know, imaginable... You know, it's just the same things like Peter Crouch. I'm not in the charts, it's fine. No, yeah, I just... I was at the beginning, but now... It was like a really veiled compliment. (laughs) 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 And the same with online comedy. Quite quickly, you know, there's, you know, a lot of bland online, particularly on Instagram, there's stuff like... I was saying this on on tour, people used to ask about this, and I used to say there was... And there was a video I saw, and this was only like a month ago or so, and it was... um, it was called something like, why, does, why are boyfriends like this? And it was just a guy, it was an American one, and it was a guy who just walks into his front room, puts his feet up on the coffee table like that and watches telly and cracks open a beer, and a woman walks up behind him, looks at the camera like that and goes... And slaps the back of his head, and he goes like this. Like that, and she just looks at the camera and goes like that. That was it. <laughs> that was it. And, I thought, and that had like 13 million views. Yeah. Millions of comments. People going, oh, my God, so true. Brilliant. <laughs> Each comment, like 13,000 likes, like hearts. Just the, I thought, why don't you fucking die? Just fucking die. Like, just the worst fucking... It would be better if they were dead. <laughs> Leave this in. Leave this in. <laughs> Just the fucking, you know. Yeah. Because it because it brings down everyone else's level. You think, well, what's the point? You know, <laughs> might as well do that. <laughs> well, it, you know, I think it's true. The more people that do stuff, it does. You know, and, and I guess each new medium, someone will come along and, and find an inventive way to do it, and then other people think, oh, what? you know, it, it sort of in a way it looks easy, doesn't it? I suppose, especially if it's like. Oh, what, I can just film myself, I can just put the phone, iPhone there, I don't even have any costumes, I don't have anything, I can just do whatever I want. It sort of looks easy, but it isn't, you know, it's a lot harder to create yeah, something. It's, it's kind of grimly fascinating to watch bad ones, yeah. though, that don't do very well as <laughs> yeah. well. It's kind of, it's sort of, it's, I feel awful saying that, but um, actually I don't, I quite enjoy it. Um, but people really trying to, to, trying to do a thing is quite, it's quite interesting to watch, it's yeah. quite funny. But it is also interesting that, you know, like there's, there are people who do great ones with using the tech and you know, right. Alistair Beckett-King, I think, is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, Jazz Emu does amazing yeah. things for a tiny budget yeah. and does, does these amazing videos. Yeah. But it is incredible to see how quickly people are able to get, you know, TV quality stuff or film quality stuff in their own homes. It is that right. sort of fascinating. But I'd still prefer, you know, because it, I just think it, it it's... There's an artifice to everything, isn't there? And that you're yeah. you're immediately going, yeah. This this is all. Bullshit. Well, I think it's the other the other thing about that is it's a problem for TV because if you have a discussion with with TV executives, they're like, oh, yeah, we look we love what you do, but what, how can we make that TV? They want to define their own medium as better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, how can we bring that up to TV? You go, no, no, no it's, that's bringing it down. You know, there's nothing. You know, disrespect to TV executives, although a bit. Um, <laughs> You know, it's what what can we add to it? Well, nothing. You know, there's you would make it worse. There's this idea of you add to things, you make it better. It's really not true. Yeah. You know, and I've even thought this about on TikTok, a lot of people use a fake background and it looks very fake, you know, and it works, but I'm like, I think that's funnier without that. If you just had nothing there, even yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think a lot about having no more than maybe one prop. 
I mean, I think a lot about that. I go, I don't need that. I mean, so, when I do women, I've, I very rarely wear a wig unless it's a big, you know, character. Ooh, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's the worst insult I've ever heard about myself. And it came from my own fucking mouth. Fucking hell. Um, but the ones where I'm trying to do something very detailed or very nuanced, I won't wear a wig because it's, you know, it's detracting from, you, you know, you then go, oh, he's wearing a wig. Yeah. You know, whereas hopefully if you see it without the wig, you're not thinking about that idea at all. But... Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if you've seen Operation Mincemeat, which I saw recently. I've talked about it a little bit, but there's the, the, there's, they, they play with gender and stuff in that, and there's a character play who's this middle-aged woman secretary who's played by a man... Who and all he does is curl a bit of hair, and then he becomes this woman, and he sings this uh, song as this as this female character. That's one of the most moving things right. you've ever seen, and it's, right. and you forget that it's a you know a sort of yeah. young man, and he and you genuinely Weirdly, believe the story. I, I was in the back of a taxi with that guy. Is it Ben McIntyre who wrote that? Um, that no, that, no, that, he wrote. Oh, he, well, yeah, he wrote the book. He wrote. Yeah, the that's book. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the book. He wrote the book. Yeah, I did um, a festival. I think it was Hay on Why. Madly, I was booked for it, and um, I was waiting at the station, and a taxi picked us up, and it was him. He was in the back, so the taxi picked up three of us. It was me, <laughs> Ben McIntyre, and Lise Doucette, who is the BBC foreign correspondent for Syria and the Middle East. <laughs> and it, that was a long journey, let me tell you, because I was in the back and they knew each other and I was sitting in the middle and they were going, so Ben, what's that? Yeah, I've just written this book actually about Bletchley Park and it's fascinating. Oh, fascinating. What's going on in Syria? And then eventually he went, sorry, what, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just doing the comedy show. Like, just awful. <laughs> his, his, his books are fantastic. He's, I don't know. Yeah, they are. Here, but he, he's and great. he just written Agent Zigzag, yeah. which is a good one. It is good. He's just in a cold. It's one he was on, the book club. Do listen right. to it. He's very, very entertaining. It's a brilliant book. Um, Did you I, mention me? Uh, uh, well, next time I speak to him, I'll mention you, see if he remembers you. But I think, like, I think you're right. I don't think your stuff... Is, there's no point in putting it on TV because what you're doing is... is Cheers, is, mate. ...is the point. There's no point. Keep well, that there, in. There's no point. No one will watch it. It'll just look stupid. People will go, why is there just a bloke in so a let, white let's room? Just, let's just, it's crap. Well, let's just They'll go, go off what, what we've established. You could do that in the morning... There's no point making it into a TV show. <laughs> I said I'd give you lunch. Um, but, like, it's interesting because I saw, like, League of Gentlemen in very... Right from the beginning. So when, when League of Gentlemen began, it was a stage show, and they... It was very minimalist, and they would put tape on their face, and mm. they would just suggest characters. But then they took it into that... You know, they did make it into a TV show that obviously worked as a really different mm. thing. The characters you do are, you know, are strong enough, I think, that you could. I mean, I, I don't understand why you would resist doing it, and I don't understand why you want to just do it the way you're doing it. But I think you could put those characters into a sort of League of Gentlemen style. Yeah, I should be clear, I haven't, I haven't resisted it. It's, no. it's the TV people that have resisted <laughs> they, they, they it. It's very much not on my part. But I think it would, it would, it would <laughs> you could do it, I, but I can, understand why you, I can understand why you might not want to do it, but you could do it. Well, I think one, one, of, the, one of the issues that I have, or a lot of people who make things themselves, is you go from a position of making everything yourself, you know, you edit, you make it, you yeah. think about it, to then giving it to someone else and they go, well, we think this and that, which is quite a difficult thing to to navigate, I think. Yeah. Or to find the person on the other end of that who understands what you're trying to do. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think TV gives enough value. You know, I think the internet gives you more value than, the, than TV would. I mean, you get, you'd get paid on TV and right. it, would, it might bring in a, a new audience, I guess. But I think, you know, you've built, you've built your audience this organic way 
I'm also, I mean, with that as well, I also think very carefully about that as well, because I think, you know, even five years ago, if you had the opportunity to go on a panel show or something like that, you'd jump at the chance because there wasn't that level of exposure that you could get yourself, right? Or maybe a a bit more than that, five or six years ago, five to ten years ago anyway. But now I think, I don't know, I don't know what the benefit is of doing that stuff. If anything, I think you might attract the wrong kind of people. If you've yeah. got a very carefully controlled audience, you know, you don't suddenly want, particularly if you're prominent on social media like I am, a ton of comments from idiots mm-hmm. going, fuck, you know, this ain't funny. Yeah. I saw you at 10 or 10 cats, you're funny. This is <laughs> shit, mate. Yeah. So how are you... <laughs> you laughed as if that was you making the comment. Secretly. I was just imagining, was just imagining doing that well, yeah. and getting pleasure from it. But <laughs> are you because you do you use Cameo a lot? Is that is that how is that your main way of making not money not so much me? now? No? I don't I don't really use Cameo oh, any, any, anymore. Um, I, I have a few different ways. Obviously, obviously touring. I was I was in a show called The Grape for quite a bit. I mean, that's a very long filming yeah. schedule. Even though I'm not in it that much, but it, it lasts for it's you know, half, half the year sometimes. So, I mean, there's a few different ways. I have a Ko-Fi account, and, uh, which is people buy you a coffee, etc. I know yeah. some subscribers on that. Um, so there's a few different things you can do. It sort of feels like, I mean, it, you know, it feels, I mean, you do get quite a lot of acting jobs. It does feel like a fantastic audition piece anyway, much better than having to, you know, having to do those horrible sort of self I mean, I know you've done some about self-taping, but the, the self-taping thing as an actor is one of the most kind of gruesome things. Awful. Yeah, I mean, just awful, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing worse is auditions. I mean, anything I've really acted in is because the person r- writing the show knows me. I mean, that's, that's really it. And they've texted me and gone, do you want to be in this show? I go, yeah. Because if I have to audition, I ain't getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not happening. But if they, if they text me and they go, do you want to be... I mean, I know that's not... You know, me sounding arrogant, that, that, that's literally what, what happens. But they know that from having seen... You know, yeah, exactly, they, they, because they, they know see, me from the work. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. so it's, a, it's a great advert for you to, right. to, for, for other stuff. But there must be a way of making money from, from you know, it online, or isn't there? Yeah, there, I mean, I mean there is, yeah. yeah. I mean, in lockdown, what a lot of people did was post their Ko-Fi account after a video. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just a way of saying, I've made this thing, it's taken some time... You can buy me a coffee if you want. Yeah. And at one point, that was a good way to, you know, that was a good way to do it. Yeah. I've still got that account. <laughs> Something to think about, isn't it? <laughs> um, so but there's also a culture online where people yeah. expect things for free. Yeah, I mean, no, that's definitely. the biggest problem, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I, I, we used to post the, the, these, uh, the whole video on YouTube for free. Uh, and everyone was happy. And then we stopped doing that, and people get. And now, now we put up ten minutes and say, you, "Right, there's ways of getting this if you want it." People, I mean, it's quite people, annoying when when people go. People message me sometimes. Go, you've been a bit quiet, you're a bit quiet recently. Oh, I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they go, you haven't put you haven't put anything for free for me this week. It's really like yeah, but people get angry with you. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're right, angry right. About not having to go. Well, it costs quite a lot to right. This. Right, uh, you, so, you've given me nothing. <laughs> so, would you be prepared to pay fifty p yeah. towards it? No. Yeah. And people have this thing where they go, oh, but it's been good for you. It hasn't been good for me. <laughs> nothing but shit off idiots like you. There's nothing good about it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I didn't know much about you before all of this. I don't think we talked about this before, about your life before. I've managed to, because your Wikipedia page is useless to me. Usually I can just look at someone's Wikipedia page and that's my research sorted. Your Wikipedia yeah, page right. is pathetic. Yeah. There's nothing on there. I know. You need to get to work on I that. Know, I only found that out the other day. Someone sent it to me. I thought, oh, <laughs> fucking hell, this is a nightmare. It doesn't say anything. I mean, I left it. Go but... and edit it yourself and make it better. Um, yeah. Because you didn't really, you you came to comedy quite late. Really, you were doing so. You were working as a. Uh, well, you grew. You born in Romford. All, yeah, that's all, right. All this boys isn't school. on my Wikipedia. It isn't. I've, I've found this out. Interesting. Uh, you went to an all boys school in Rom in Essex. Wait, wait a minute. How do you know that? I know because I've found out everything about you. You had no confidence until you were thirty. So you didn't do. Any. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 you worked in as a money broker. I can't imagine it. I did. That's the first job I ever had when yeah. I was I was seventeen. It was just a thing people did in uh, Romford. Right. You know, it's just uh, Liverpool streets very very near to Romford. So it's just like uh, it was a mate of mine um, was already working there. We went to school with, and he went, "Oh, you should come in and do this." I, la- I honestly, I lasted about a month. Right. And, uh, I was, uh, it was awful. I was getting up at four a.m. and I didn't know what I was doing. I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> I sort of had a breakdown, and then, I mean, my next job after that was a, was a delivery driver of Pizza Hut. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, that was you know. Quite a difference between those. Yeah. <laughs> You're still wearing your business yeah. suit as you were doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was still getting up at 4am, but completely unnecessarily, it turns out. They said, no, we don't open until 7pm. I was raring to go outside. <laughs> My little briefcase. So you, had, you generally had a breakdown from, from doing that job? I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was, I, I mean I was, yeah, it was so stressful. I didn't know what I was doing. I was very young. I had no idea, you know, what I wanted to do it's or anything. It's crazy to really. think of a 17-year-old... Doing that, doing yeah, that right. It's like a kid, really. Yeah. So, yeah, and then and then I went to uh, uh, Pizza Hut, and then I did a ton of a ton of different jobs. I know I went to university quite late, mid twenties, and studied yeah. um, uh, art history. And then, so you uh, weren't doing any performance? No, no, at not school then. or no, college, no, no, no. Oh my god, no. We had a school play, and it was by you know this thing in schools now where if you go to I went to a sort of normal state school, and you know this thing now where people go. Parents do this a lot where they go, his drama teacher is fantastic. Um, they put on a musical every year. It, it could be in the West End. You know what I mean? They, everyone thinks that their school has a... It's fantastic for the kids. 
So we had one of them, but it was, he was shit. It was a lie. You know, it was, it was shit. So it was... He, you know how arrogant... Like, the teacher had written this massive play, and it was about the planets. I mean, already, what the fuck? There was a robot in it, and it was, it was just the worst. Mr Chadwick, his name was. And um, that, not the robot, the teacher. Fucking hell. Um, I quite like the idea of Mr Chadwick the robot. I'm going to write that. Yeah. Hello, I'm Mr Chadwick. Yeah. And yeah. I'm your robot companion. Well, you got the voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the words. And I, and I played the planet Pluto. I was the planet Pluto, and all Which I Which isn't to even do... a planet. It's been, it's been downgraded. It's not even a planet. Well, I, I have a good mind to contact Mr. Chadwick. <laughs> um, and my only sort of role in this thing was to slowly... I had to come on the stage... And there was, an, uh, there was a few of us, you know, we were all the planets. And it wasn't just me. <laughs> there were other planets. Come on. But, just uh, Pluto. There was no other planets. <laughs> Hello? Anyone? <laughs> Can anyone hear me? Yeah. I'm a long yeah. way back. But all, all I had to do was slowly rotate with, with my arms like that and then walk off the other side. The only thing I remember about that is a member of staff applying some sort of eyeliner. What for? And me hating it and going, this is making my eyes cry. You know what I mean? Like It was yeah. really hurting, you know, you put the that. eyelid down. I've never had that since, and I've acted on proper things. <laughs> no one's ever done that. She was like, no, no, you've got to have this. Like anyone, could, like people in the audience going, no, he's not wearing eyeliner. <laughs> Where's Jupiter's mascara? You know what I mean? It was just the, the worst thing. It's and really, I had a very small role, but I was very nervous. And when I, and when I was very young, I was uh, one of the three wise men. Oh, yeah. in the, uh, so which, one, which, one, which, which wise men were you? Well, I don't think there was any... Was, were they distinguished? Yeah, it, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What were they? What do you mean the three wise men? How were they distinguished? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Gold, frankincense and myrrh, man. Oh, I thought that was uh, three shepherds or something like that. <laughs> no, I did, three kings. Oh, Gold I had one of them. I had yeah. one of them, but I can't remember what one I had. I can remember. Frankincense to offer thy. Can't remember what this bit is. A camel's eye. <laughs> it's, it's interesting you're still doing it in the voice of Mr. Chadwick. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I remember singing it. In a real, I did remember in Cubs. Uh, to get my entertainment badge, I sang the hymn, I think it was Glad That I Live Am I. Right. Uh, and, uh, but I really, I really say it like that, and I just remember everyone pissing themselves. And that's so I was like a little, tiny, eight-year-old, tubby boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Glad that I live am I, that the sky is blue. We had to do that at school. And I remember that's my one memory of singing a hymn at school was this kid called Simon Hurst did exactly what you did and we had to stand up in a, in a line like that and he went like this. Glad I live. And then you had to sing one line and it went next to him and there was a kid called Andrew Fernandez and he went, that the sky is blue. <laughs> really... Just must have thought, I can't compete with that. <laughs> That's great. And that eyeliner thing, it's a real Amdram. It's like a way right. an Amdram person right. tries to make out that right. they are, know about theatre. Yeah. You're exactly right. And I remember I, him was, he was on the piano, you know, during the whole performance, do, doing yeah, the yeah. music for it. Like, looking out at the crowd, <laughs> you know. 
he was really thinking, this is, uh, this is it, Tim Rice, Andrew Lloyd right, Webber, this is going right. to go to the West End. I mean, he was like, someone could be internet. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think he did think that, yeah. 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 And it went on way too long, <laughs> way too long. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if uh, that still happens in schools where, you know, the teacher, you know, mounts their own production. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it, it does. seems mad to me. Yeah. It is mad. But brilliant, I really want to see it. Especially yeah. if Pluto just spun across the stuff. I mean, it's about the planets. Right. Need, you need to give it some person. It can't just be like the planets spinning round. It has to be well, some story and personality. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There was, it was something to do with outer space or whatever. You know, yeah. there's a robot, there's planets, you know. <laughs> I, can't re- I can't remember much else. Oh, but there was a it. big cast. There yeah. was a big cast. At yeah. least uh, nine people. Was, well, some, was, yeah, someone, yeah. was someone yeah. the son? Did someone play the son or was that...? I don't think... I've got no recollection of that. I can remember yeah. a, couple, a couple of the kids who played the planets, but um, I, don't ever, I don't remember there being a son. Well, no. That's the main part of the solar system, I would say. Well, yeah, I mean, take it out with Mr Chadwick. I didn't, <laughs> I I didn't write it. <laughs> I, ju- I was just an actor. I'd just say the lines. Or in that case, no lines. <laughs> just, <laughs> just spin, spin around around, slowly. Spin around, yeah, go, nailed I'm not, it. I'm not a planet. Yeah. I have nothing to do with uh, well, this. I, I do remember getting home and my mum saying to me, I thought you were excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, yeah. <laughs> Was but, I? Oh, God. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but that experience didn't you send you ru- rushing to no, school? No, that, that wasn't the moment where I thought... I could do this for a career. <laughs> <laughs> so what, was, what prompted you to, uh, to have a go? I mean, it, years later, I was, I was working at the Barbican. I was, you know, was well, well in my 30s, and I started doing, uh, I started doing stand-up at open mic nights, right. you know, like a lot of people did. Because, I mean, then there wasn't any other real way in. I didn't go to, you know, a, a drama school or any of that stuff. I didn't know how people did sketch acting, which is what a lot of people do now, or they mm-hmm. get into it through university drama groups or any of that stuff. No. I didn't have any of that really. So really, there was nothing else. There certainly wasn't such a thing as making videos on your phone or whatever. Um, I mean, YouTube was a thing, I guess, but, I mean, that was very fringe, minor thing, or yeah. I, I guess only people like Limmy were doing that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it, that was it really, and then and then I did that for a bit, and and had an agent through that, and got a few writing jobs on TV things, and then a couple of minor acting things, and then just started doing what I do now, quite, much later really, and that just ha- that snowballed very quickly, yeah. and I just suddenly found a way to write that suited me, you know, um, that that you know the way I could do ideas, you know, it's, suited it's me. It's like really that. interesting because watching it and not knowing, not knowing anything about your background, I would have absolutely assumed that guy went to drama school. He <clears> was, you know, because it's so, because the acting is is so key to because it's because because it, it's so minimal. The acting is so key to it. The characterization, and so it is that thing of observation. You know, it's an ob- finding an observation and going with it, finding something ridiculous that someone said and running with it. But it's it's the smallness and the and the the, the, the acting that that kind of sets it apart. So I would really have thought, okay, that guy went to drama school, couldn't get any jobs, but I'll, I'll start. Well, you were half right. <laughs> start, I'll start making my own video, see what happens. But it's it's really interesting to sit to find out the kind of the route you took to get to that, and 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 it's also really interesting to think that you know, like you say, you've done you've done some stuff, but that that turns out you know that idea of. of thinking, okay, it's a minimalist thing, do it, that Bob Newhart thing, the other people are talking, but you don't hear them. And then, in, in pretty, because it's 2019 you started those, right? So it's still only four years. And it Tw- t- 2019, yeah, t- t- 2019 was the first 
I can't remember the first... Well, I remember the first one that sort of set the template for what I do. At that point, I was going up and hanging out at Westminster a lot, and outside the Houses of Parliament, there was a lot of people there, and this is, you know, a lot of Brexit votes were going on at the time. So you had all these Remainers and Brexiteers. It was rammed with people, and I used to think, does no one work? Like, there was all these people there. <laughs> yeah. But if you stand there, including myself, I'd say, well, I still have my pizza at uniform on, but I'd start standing there, and, uh, you know, at some point, someone will come up to you and nudge you and go, what do you make of all this, then? And just give their opinion. Yeah. And I was standing there one day, and there was a guy there in, like, a camel... What do you call it? A camel skin uh, jacket... And he had a UKIP umbrella and he was arguing with this other guy who had a beanie, a lime green beanie that said on it, bollocks to Brexit. And the guy with the UKIP umbrella was saying to him, now, I wouldn't uh, swear. Maybe we had different upbringings. I don't know. I wouldn't use language like that to make your point. It's a shame because you would have had a point, but you swore. And that is unfortunate. Personally, I wouldn't do that. And I thought, oh, this, this guy was well off. This is sort of a side issue, you know, the UKIP guy, and he got in a jag, this jag pulled up and he, and he went away. But anyway, I got home and I did it word for word as a video with the implied uh, guy in the beanie, yeah. you know, so I was doing the UKIP guy and going, now you swore, and I was, you know, I was writing it uh, like I was doing the joke, and then I was going, now if you'd said Rollocks to Brexit, that's funny. That, <laughs> no, it does make sense, because yes, thank you, Rollocks are oars on a boat, actually. You know, so that kind of thing where you... And that guy, I mean, some of you might know it, I went on to do another video called An Inquisitive Man, which is, which is a guy who goes, now, rightly or wrongly, women can work now. Um, and he's, uh, and he's, that, he's that guy who, you know, yeah. he's like, what was the girl doing in the hotel room with him? You know, I'm just asking questions here. You know, he became that guy. Yeah. And it followed the template. I mean, the only difference was the UKIP one, I just, I didn't sort of write jokes um, in it, I just sort of copied the mannerism of that guy. And with the Inquisitive Man one, I was like, oh, I want to make a better point, a clearer... Mm-hmm. You know, all of them have got a clear... There's a very clear idea with what it should be. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. a, there's It's two minutes or two and a half minutes, sometimes less than that. Um, but it's a self-contained thing, yeah. you know, that's got a point. But it comes from the, that ability to, to spot... The car- you know, to, to, to extract that from one incident. And we had Catherine Tate on the other week talking about, like, how she discovered Nan, you know, and, and it's literally, you know, like, if you've got the comedy brain to spot it, you just need to hear, like, one sentence and then you can AI it from there, basically, isn't yeah. it? Just, just I mean, everything I do comes yeah. from one, uh, normally one phrase or one sentence, and then it just spins out... You know, you just go round it until it until it fills out into a thing. You know, they're yeah. nearly all just one sentence. Normally, just something I've overheard that's just gone through me as like a, you know, <laughs> I did I did this sort of video called Beef about this woman I overheard once who was talking to her talking to her son. I can't remember where this was in a restaurant or something, and she just said to him in this voice, "Darling, how is your beef?" And I just went, "Oh God!" <laughs> and I, I'm, I remember going home and thinking... I thought about that one for a long, long time. It was in my head for a long time. You know, sometimes phrases stick in your head, and that was one of them. And then eventually, I, I think I just... I got it down, you know, and I managed to get what it was. Yeah. And, it, and it becomes a sort of story. I mean, the, the, I, I mean, the, tr- the trick is you're doing half the work because you're imagining the other person, and then you've got to fill out the gaps in it, you know, like... 
who, who, who is this person? Who are the other people in relation to that person? What's the story? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, the biggest problem is not to make it clunky, not to have too much exposition, yeah. which I think people do too much now, you know? Yeah. I think to the point where sometimes I don't want people to know really what's, what the full story is there. The idea is there's a glimpse and then... Because I never go back to them, you know, mostly never yeah. go back to them. Well, that's interesting. I mean, because they are great, you know, they're strong characters and, you know, and that you could, you could go back to them. I think, you know, there's a sort of sadness behind nearly all of them, right? I mean, that's, there's a sort of tragedy. It's very English, I think, isn't it? Mm. I mean, and especially, I'm, I'm saying that, especially not British, it's very mm. English kind of superiority, but the inferiority is sort of dripping through the I think holes. It, well, it is, but I think also it's, I think, I mean, I get a lot of uh, people messaging me from abroad as well. I think it's a, a commonality, yeah. uh, you know, it is very English, but it also... It, it is also a universal thing about the awkwardness of relations, particularly generate. I do a lot of generational stuff yeah. between older people and younger people, or, or implied either way. And I think that's sort of relatable, or the way we talk to each other. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I do some stuff. I've done a couple of videos in back gardens because there's a lot that goes on in a back garden because it's nearly always family. Yeah. So, and it's nearly always silent in the summer, I'm talking about. So, you know, especially if it's hot weather. I did this one video called The End of Summer and that, and that started out with, again, just a phrase. And it's, someone always says this. It's usually your mum or a woman. I don't know why. Um, uh, they, they'll lie back and go, and the sun will dip behind a cloud. And they normally have their eyes closed and go, in this childish voice, go, hmm. Where's the sun gone? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know what that is. It's bonding language because it requires a response. Yeah. And you, the only response is, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? What yeah. can you, 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 there's nothing else you say. But it's such a good setting for something, for yeah. a scene, because it's family, no one's speaking really. You know, you're sitting under the sun, so there's a lot going on there already. So, yeah, so, um, I mean, quite often I take, I take a lot out and leave silences and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, well, that one's, you know, that one's a, a really good example of, like, uh, uh, you know, that feels, you know, I know you get compared to Alan Bennett a lot, but that's not a bad thing, but it feels like a sort of Alan Bennett thing because it's, you know, the, there's, there's that going on with it. But then I like the broad ones. You know, I love the IPA squirrel guys. I could watch that, could watch that for a lot longer. Right. I, could do, I could do 90 minutes of that. That one was just fortunate, really, because originally it was about Beavertown, um, <laughs> because I'd, I saw, a, a, you know, they make this neck oil, and it was just very funny. When I first saw ne- neck oil, I thought, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious that they think that that's, get have a pint of neck oil. <laughs> and I thought, like, yeah, get that gasoline. Like, their branding is really embarrassing. So, and I, and I Googled it. I Googled Beavertown one day, because I saw that neck oil, and the person who owns Beavertown is like the son of Robert Plant or something like that. You know, it's like always, you know, and they've made a Beavertown town. But anyway, it was just fortunate, really, that the CEO of Brewdog is such a fucking idiot that he cannot help going online every three weeks and going, hey, guys, get down to Brewdog. And people tag me in it and go, oh, you nailed it with this guy. I go, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't even fucking aware of him, but, you know. But, I mean, he's, he, he is an interesting one. So it's just really lucky that he's just, you know he's happy to make a twat of himself on a regular basis <laughs> and people tag me in it although it's quite tiresome after a while but you know 
it's, it's got, I mean, that video is, I mean, maybe three years old, two, two three years old, but um, yeah. I think it's a perennial thing. Craft beer's here to stay, and, you know. I mean, it's not a dig at craft beer, it's a dig at, you know, big companies pretending to be independent uh, manufacturers. Yeah. But that's what's, you know, that's what's nice. There's always, you know, it's, it's lightly, you know, it's, it's lightly worn, but it's, but, you know, it's, the satire is, is, is very strong. And you, like you say, you don't have to say too much. You just do it and, and you know, it, it is sort of, it's admirable because most people, and especially ever since the Far Show, people would go, right, just, I'll just keep banging out this same character every week until everyone knows it and everyone's and it'll have a catchphrase. And, and it isn't, it is, and some of them have catchphrases, but yeah. they only I mean, say that, it once. I mean, that one... I mean, I never, ever say out to write a catchphrase, but that one, I mean, pe- you know, people come up to me and go, I'm 43! <laughs> you know, so, it's, I mean, I, I, you know, I, ne- I never say out to, to, to write a catchphrase, but that happened. I mean, I did, think of, I did think of going back to them because I was, you know, reading the back of a, uh, an, an oat milk carton, and I thought, oh, this is those guys. You know, when it's, you know, when it's written in, like, a crayon thing, going, hey, guys, this is the boring bit. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a big corporate... We love our cow, or whatever, whatever they say. But I thought, oh, God, this is nauseating. And I thought, <laughs> I could do it again and copy the formula of it, and people would love it, yeah. you know? Modest. People would. <laughs> I mean, they would. They would. People go, oh, my God. You them. And I thought, well, what's the point? It's the same joke. You know, it's the same joke. What's the point? Yeah. You know, other than, you know, getting more f- followers and being successful. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jupiter. <laughs> You've got, I mean, it is, there's, you, the Alistair Green behind it all is this, you know, there's, there's still a feeling of you behind it. And the, I think the fact that it's you in that, you on your own in your flat every time, it sort of gives this, you know, semi-tragic <laughs> idea. It started so well. Doesn't it? But it there's, Such a shame. We, you know, we don't see the, re- we don't see you, but you kind of get a little glimpse into your four-week world. <laughs> <laughs> with your bare walls behind you. <laughs> You're not allowed to move. You can never move. Yeah. Even if you got successful, yeah. you can't move. Yeah. You've got to stay in that place. Are you, is, are you all right? Everything going all right for you personally? <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think... Um, I mean, one of the reasons I don't have anything on the walls is because I film a lot in my front room and it's just a distraction. You know, it's just then people are like, oh, my God, it's too late now. Yeah. Because if I did a video now with something, all people go, oh, my God, it's got a picture on the wall. It's yeah. too late now. And that's annoying. You know, I'd, yeah, I mean, it's a lot I mean, of... If a, you know, if a nice lady or gay man were to move in with you and say... I want to decorate this and make this a nice home for oh, so a family to live in. So you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> so but you're ruining everything. It feels like that, for that reason, that will never happen. <laughs> that you'll be making videos on your own for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's just, that's just yeah. what it feels like, Alistair. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Cheers, sure, you, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you're doing. I'm sure you're doing great in that regard. And on Instagram, <laughs> just want to check your own. You know, if you're ever feeling. You can always get in touch with me. I'll always, I'll always have a chat with you if you're feeling lonely. Cheers, mate. Say. Appreciate that. Um, you do, you do like random solo journeys as well on Instagram, right? Was it, so t- well, tell it, is it, what, what's that? What's, what, what are those? Um, well, I just started. If I, if I go somewhere abroad, I just, I just end up recording a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, or even around the UK, you know, and then I just sometimes just edit it into little sort of travel logs. Yeah. About I'm making a, I'm, I'm making a sort of podcast about that, and um, 
you know, just, uh, it, you know, is it worth it? You know, when you go to like, I was in Barcelona and you, know, you, you ever read a travel guide and they go, you absolutely must go to the castle of something. Yeah. And it took me ages to get to this <laughs> castle and it was just a fucking bit of brick. It was just <laughs> like, it's very sort of no disrespect to Spain, but there was just no information, nothing. There's like barely a plaque. And you're like, this, what is the point in this? Like... I felt the same way when I went to Pompeii. I, you, I, was, I was actually working in Italy. I had a day off and I was very near to... I was filming. I was very near to Pompeii. I thought, I'll go to Pompeii for a day. I went to Pompeii. It's rubbish. <laughs> it's just rubbish. It's like, I've never been to a UNESCO heritage site and thought, oh, this is brilliant. And so I have to say, I went, I went to the Colosseum. That was brilliant. I did a guided tour of the Colosseum just so you don't think, oh, this yeah. guy's an idiot. But um, I, I went mean, to... Pompeii is my favourite place in the world. Yeah, it's well, amazing. Yeah, it's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, I'm sure it's very interesting. If you, you know are, a volcano hit it, and so that's why it's broken. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah okay. I, was, yeah. I went there, it's all falling apart. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's, a diff- it's a difficult thing to walk around Pompeii because you can, you can walk around Pompeii and not, if you don't have a map or anything, you can right. end up seeing fuck all. That's right. definitely true. Right, you so, get, they give you a little QR code yeah. and then you walk up to one bit of ruin if you've never been there, you've, you flash it, you know, and you go in your headphones and go, this person was, you know, made a pot or whatever. <laughs> uh, by the way, everyone there made a fucking pot. <laughs> Every house, he made a pot. Oh, did anyone do anything? <laughs> Deserved to die. <laughs> Deserved it. I'm glad. I'm glad they got killed by a volcano. <laughs> maybe, maybe if they did something with their lives. <laughs> <laughs> when did you last make a pot? Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, let me uh, look. We should ask you some emergency questions before we go. Um, uh, oh, people will be upset. Um, uh, this is uh, AI came up with this one. I love this okay. question. It's been working well. I think uh, we'll see. What is the most ludicrous thing you've ever done in the name of love? I don't like the question. Don't you? No. That's AI for you. Do you not like it because you're worried about artificial intelligence taking over the world and making us their <laughs> Yeah, that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the most ludicrous thing I've done? I don't know. Have, I don't you, ever been in, have you ever been in love? Yeah, I can't think of doing it. I can think of it. Oh, I can't say that. No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely, definitely All right, I'll go I mean, back. just humiliate, humiliating things, degrading things to myself. Yeah. Let's, as I say, let's move that's on. Why, that's what it's for. That's why, that's yeah. why it's there. Um, do you think your obituary photo has already been taken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's probably a selfie at Pompeii going... <laughs> And ironically, then the volcano will explode well, I, and take you out. Yeah, they're probably, yeah, probably. Because yeah. if ever I have to do press for something, there's very few... I have no professional photos, so someone will just go on... I mean, it happened for this. Yeah. Someone found a photo that's about 12 years old <laughs> or something. Well, yeah. well, I found... Have you seen this Superstars bio? I, I, I tweeted I it I just today. saw it as I was coming out. So yeah. that's a picture of you. Yeah, uh, but then it's the it's the bio of I'm assuming a nineteenth century actor with the same name because it says you're 168 years old no, that's, and you were born true. in New York. Yeah, but it's your photo there. Yeah, and it's your name. So it's like they've gone, and one of your credits it says like goodbye to year 21 or death to year 2021 or whatever. That's right. the only credit. Right, your I, well, I was never in that. That's the Whatever irony of that. Yeah, and um, and your photo, and yeah, born in New York, 168 years old. Yeah, Taurus. What is that? 
I don't know. That's when I looked you up. There right. isn't much about you. You're very, you know, that's what I mean. It's quite hard to find any details about. So the someone real has you. gone. Well, I'll have a guess. Someone's gone. It must <laughs> be. This. Someone's got put that website together. and Gone. Oh well, it must be this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he, well, is, it, is it weird that he's 168? No. No, I think it's the same guy. Does he look 168? I mean, it's sort of insulting that they thought it was you and they put your photo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, never mind. It's a bit. Um, if you could go into a chrysalis, dissolve like a caterpillar, apparently doesn't, someone t- tweeted me today, says that doesn't happen. Take it up with uh, old what's-his-face. Um, what's his name who came up with that? D- d- he does his own... Oh. What was his name, that cat? Oh, fucking... No, it wasn't. <laughs> what was it? Who was it? Jos Norris. Jo- yeah, Jos Norris. He Jos is his own Norris. Jos Norris said that caterpillars dis- disintegrate in the chrysalis and then come back as butterflies. It's bullshit. Right. He's a liar. Right. They can still remember stuff. He's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Made me look an idiot. That's why I've deliberately forgotten his name. But anyway, if you could go into a chrysalis and dissolve like a caterpillar doesn't and come out as anything you wanted, what would you emerge from the chrysalis as? I'd go in as a caterpillar. You go in as you. Oh, I'll go in as It's me. like. You're not a caterpillar. You're like a caterpillar. Sorry, I got really confused. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was weird. I went off on a... Yeah. If I could go into a chrysalis, what was I... What you would can I... choose what you come out as. What would you Is like it got to be an animal? No, it can be anything you want. It's, it's too big a parameter no, no, for an that's answer. Why it's, that's why... Uh, well, Jupiter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. That would be pretty good. Um, let's quickly talk about... I mean, because you've, you've, you've been in some very exciting shows that I would have loved to have been in. Most of them have uh, stopped. Ted Lasso, you were in. Was, was that... Uh, that was, that I mean, was... that's the biggest TV show in the world, basically. Right. You were in a later series, right? So yeah. it must have been like... Was that like a Hollywood experience or was it like any acting job? Not really. I mean, again, that was Brett Goldstein texting me and went, do you want to be in Ted Lasso? Yeah. I mean, God bless him, he, he really had to convince them because I don't <laughs> think they were keen. They were like, no, we, we need a proper actor. He was like, no, this guy can do it. Um, <laughs> turns out I couldn't. Um, but they went with it. Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, that was, yeah, that was really interesting. If, you, if you've seen the show, I was... Um, I mean, they have. If you work on an American show, they're they're right. I mean, The Great is also, it's got a lot of American money behind it. I do a show called The Great, which is badly distributed here, but it's a good show. It's on, I think, it's on Hulu or something like that about Catherine the Great. But it's the same thing where there's, you know, if you film that sort of show, there's writers on set changing the script as you're going along. Although less so on The Great, but certainly on Ted Lasso, they're changing it right up to the last minute for actually libelous reasons. I've just remembered. I mean, (laughs) I had this monologue. I was like a mad hotel receptionist, conspiracy theorist guy, and I had this monologue. I was mentioning Rupert Murdoch and a few and a few other people, and then right at the last minute, I don't know how they just fucking realised, but they went, "Oh, you can't say that." So they had to change a lot <laughs> right. of it, like Bernie Madoff or whatever, and all these names that they had to change at the last right. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's, I mean, it's a, it's obviously a bigger crew, and you know, a bit maybe a little bit more efficient. I don't know, but it's very different from stuff like. I mean, I've worked with Diane Morgan a lot. If you know, yeah. if you know Diane on Mandy, which is, which is hilarious, but. I mean, that's very funny because it's just, I mean, it's really just her. You know, she directs it, she does everything, and it's very funny. If you, I'm yeah. sure she won't mind me saying, but, um, you know, if you're on the set, you, someone will say to her, oh, maybe we need to do another take of that. She's like, nah, we got it, come on, let's go. <laughs> it's so funny. But she's right. She's yeah. like, no, because she knows that you can't, get, you can't get bored. Just keep it going, like, because, you know, 
filming takes too long. I mean, she, uh, you'd have to ask her, but I'm sure she also said, yeah, we don't need stuff like lighting or something like that. Right. She was like, nah, 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 you got the sun, you don't need that shit. You I know. always found it frustrating when we were filming, you know, like it was almost like the actors were the least important right. thing in it. Like everyone, had, the lighting had to be right. Yeah. You could do an amazing take yeah. and then they would go, oh, sorry, the lighting wasn't any good. You go, yeah. well, you know, I would, I, this is the main thing. If I, yeah. This is the best performance of it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm, my nose is a bit dark or something. You know? Yeah. So, it is. It is that I like that about her. I mean, she. Yeah. But I feel that's a bit. It, that it feels you. You give off that energy of like you know. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna. It's gonna be good. But I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna do it. It feels like that's your modus operandi as well. Like well, let's I, take, get I mean, it done. a lot of the things I do. I mean, the things I make myself take a, a lot of and take a lot of time to think about them for a long time. I don't even really, I don't even really record them three times. You know, right. what, what, think about it for a long time and then record it so I know it pretty much in my head and then watch it back and go, oh, that was awful, and then do it again and then maybe the third time is the one. Yeah. I really can't do it after that because I'm just, I don't want to think about it after that. So I have to really get it on the third one. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's you know that, but that's interesting because I think comedy. You know, when we did Fist of Fun, the studio bits of it would literally go on for like mm. three or four hours, mm. and it just as it, you know, even if the audience were liking it, you felt they can't. You know, you just felt it bad for the audience, mm. so you couldn't do the job properly. Yeah, because <laughs> you thought oh, this is really right. irritating for the people watching. Yeah, <laughs> so even yeah. if you're, you know, you will capture if you've got the comedy of it, you should get that fairly quickly. You know, once, once yeah, you, once I think it works the, out the only it is. difference. Is like the mechanics of a bigger show, like the, like like the great. A lot of it takes place in a big grand hall, and one person's right at the back, and then you've got other people playing counts and lords at different points. And if everyone's talking or everyone's got one line, you've got to do close-ups and like twelve. I mean, it takes yeah. a day to shoot a two-minute scene, right. and which is quite tedious. Yeah, you know, so you've got to turn around and all these things. So that I mean, that's the difference on a big on a big show. Although I think it's that show is unique in in that sense that you've got a lot of people who just happen to be geographically and quite quite far away from each <laughs> right. other. Yeah. You know, so it takes a while. And there's a lot of big scenes like breakfast scenes where everyone's sitting there, someone comes in there, someone comes in there, and they're quite long scenes. So so, yeah. so, so it's quite different from... So from, did you get that when they, they heard you'd played Pluto? They thought you'll be good at that, but yeah, yeah. they really stretched yeah. out distances. Yeah. yeah. Still able well, that's to how I got it. Yeah. 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 It's good to, it's good to see. And it also, Ghosts you're in, which is another fantastic... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be a show that I think will be shown for years and years. Yeah, and right, right. They're also the nicest people in the yeah. world. The guys who make that are like... You ever meet someone so nice, you go, this feels uncomfortable. Like, there's no... <laughs> it's like the opposite of me and you. Yeah. When I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Some people where there's no there's no malice. They're yeah. just so sweet and nice. They do seem they do seem lovely. They're lovely. Yeah, yeah. But really, really good fun to to film as well. Yeah. And Alan Partridge was that was was you a big fan of Alan Partridge? Oh yeah, yeah. But I I mean I was, I was hardly in that. I was like uh, I mean that was that was quite embarrassing. The, it was the brothers who um, the the, Gibbon, uh, the Gibbons Gibson. brothers who, who wrote that and they saw some some of my stuff online and they were like, oh, do you want to be in you know my agent? Man? Oh, do you want to be in Alan Partridge? I was like, yeah. I go, what do I have to do? And they go, oh, you just improvise this scene out of a window with Steve. I was like, oh, great. You know, I don't have to remember lines. Brilliant. And um, I turned up there and I went into, they go, oh, hi, come in. It's like a woman there with a little mic on, the production coordinator or whatever. She goes, I went and sat in this little room. There's like a script on the table. So I had no script at that point. 
And I was sitting there for about half hour. I think probably in retrospect, I was afraid to look at it because I was like, I, it can't be the case. And then she came back and she went, oh, the script's there. And I went, oh, I don't think it's a script. She went, no, that's what I've been told. It's for you. And there was this character called Cecil. And it was like eight pages of this stuff. And they go, we're filming in 30 minutes. Uh, they're just running through it. And I looked at this thing and I went, no, 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 no. I was literally like, going, no, 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 this is a mistake. She went, no, 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 that's yours. And I was like, fuck. And I had to read through it. It was horrible. And then I got there. And they were filming the scene. So it's a scene, if you've seen the last series of uh, Alan Partridge, where he sort of has a meltdown and he runs outside the studio into the street and he said, Pe- people want something middle of the road or something like that. And uh, so I'm in an upstairs window. You, you actually can't see me because I'm so <laughs> far away. And, uh, and I, I can't remember what I say now, but I remember I fluffed the lines. Right. Yeah, and it was horrible. It was really embarrassing, yeah. I just remember standing at this window because basically they, I got there and they went, oh, yeah, we're not using the script anymore. So I just <laughs> panic read this thing. And I got there and went, yeah, we're not using that. Um, so I went up to this window and Steve runs out and says something. Like, I can't remember what he says now. He says, we want something in the middle of the road. And I was meant to open the window and go, I say something. Oh, maybe oh, that was my line. We want something middle of the road or something like that. And open the window like that. And I looked down... And I wasn't sort of intimidated or anything, but in my head, I just looked down and thought, oh, my God, that's Alan Partridge. And I just <laughs> forgot the line. I forgot. I went, oh, sorry, I've forgotten. And then an awful thing happened. Like, the production coordinator was there with a headphone on, and she said to me, they're asking, is there anything we can do to help you to remember it? <laughs> I, thought, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> but you can't... I mean, again, it, it worked in my favour because it went out, and then people tagged me online, and, and they go... This is what a brilliant in joke. It's Alice Green in his front room, and then he opens me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely what they thought. <laughs> but that seems, it seems like a nice life to, you know, hey, you've got like a part in a, in, a, in a big drama that's ongoing, but you're getting, you know, you get to sort of parachute into lots. I mean, you've been in loads of Witchfinder and, and loads and loads of right. kind of recent comedies, and you, you sort of basically do an episode, don't you, for most moments? Yeah, I mean, ne- nearly all I do yeah. one scene, and yeah. we can't trust him for, to do more than that. <laughs> I think that's great, because like you say, I think it's quite dull, but like filming quite often. Right. So to go right. in and do a day is like the ah, ideal That's great. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. I mean, the great is perfect. You know, I do a few days a week, yeah. you know, at most, really, when, it, when it's running. Um, I'm a sort of peripheral character in that that sets up other people. Right. You know, if you have a scene in a show and one person talks at the beginning, just to kind of segue into the main actors, <laughs> yeah. that's perfect for me, yeah. <laughs> I just pour a cup of tea and go, lovely tea, and then they close up on Nicholas Holt and I'll just stand there for four hours. It's, it's great. <laughs> um, and what's coming up? Is there anything exciting on the horizon you can talk about? Well, um, I've just finished, uh, just finished the tour now and I'm doing a... Um, um, a thing like an audio thing that I'm writing at the moment, um, like a series, a kind of sketch show series. I, I mean, really, I just want to do my own things now, really, yeah. like, uh, you know, podcasts and things like that. Maybe I'll do another live show or something like that. Um, uh, so, in short, nothing. <laughs> sort of very long winded, sort of panicked yeah, answer. Yeah, there's a few projects in the pipeline. <laughs> Fuck all. But you keep, you know, you would, but you cannot, you, you're continually putting out. The, the the videos. I mean, that's that's yeah. sort of a, you know. Well, they, I mean, I mean, I have a lot of a lot of ideas. I've got yeah. like two hundred notes on my phone of just videos to make. So I just think, well, I might as well, you know, I might as well do that in the absence of anything else. <laughs> I mean, you could package them together and pitch it and all that stuff. And you think, well, you know, just get, just do it, you know, because you you could hold on to everything forever otherwise. So you might as well just do it. Yeah. You know? But I think, you know, you were one of the first people to really realise that and do it, though, I think. So it's, you know, and like you say, I think there's 
uh, you know, you've opened the floodgates and then a load of excrement has come down the chute. Well, I think, but... I think in any profession, though, <laughs> one thing you've got, particularly in comedy, is you've got to realise some, someone will do something worse than you and be much more successful <laughs> with it. And I think that's true in any aspect of life. So. Cheers, everyone. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a great place to leave it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> big round of applause. They're amazing. How's the Greek? Thank you so much. We'll be back next week with some more. Don't go away. You have been listening to Rahalastapar with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Alistair Green. Thank you to Scant Regard. They do the music. Don't even know that yet. I do. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre for having us. Thank you also to Chris Evans, not that one, of course. And to Kathleen McKeegan for her very fascinating website, Rahalastapar.com. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and Go Faster Stripe.com production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening. Do come and see me on tour. RichardHerring.com slash gigs is the easiest way to find out where I'm going. And GoFasterStripe.com. You can buy books and downloads. And just tell your friends about the podcast. If you can't make it to the tour show, if you don't want to buy any products, then every time you listen to an advert, you're helping... Let's make more podcasts with a very, very tiny micro payment. So thank you very much for that. I love you all. It's lovely to meet you on tour, by the way. Hello to everyone who's said hello so far. I do come and say hello after the show if you if enjoyed it, if you want to see me. That'd be nice. You can get a selfie. I don't care. I'm a selfie whore. All right. See you soon. <laughs>